to the Alex Joshi podcast. I'm the host, Alex Joshi. This is my first foray into making a podcast. I'm just calling it Alex Joshi podcast, and I'm talking to my friends and sometimes family members about uh, whatever topic comes into our head. My guest today is my college friend, James. James was eager to discuss just the history of our friendship and how we met. So that's what we talked about. We often reminisce about some of the finer moments of our friendship early on. And uh, we actually realized it was 20 years to the day during the conversation. So we were, we were lucky to be having the conversation on an auspicious occasion. At least it was an auspicious occasion until James decided to tell me that it's too long. No one's going to want to hear that. Let's just talk about, uh, leave that for another time. Let's talk about the second half of our conversation, which is all about uh, how he and I are perceived in society, what our experiences have been, me as someone with a disability and James as someone being black. So that's what we talked about. So I'll have to include those reminiscences for another time, but here it is, my conversation with James. I, I do think at some point, if not now, I would love to hear you talk about and explore this idea of feeling sort of on the outskirts, looking in, and why you think that has been, uh, or, or however you would describe what that is, and why you think that's been a feature of your life. I think that's, uh, I mean, that that's the nature of having a disability, I think. Mm-hmm. I think d- definitely. And what's the, what is, just for our audience, what is, what is the nature of said disability? So I, I have cerebral palsy. Uh, your smell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, I interrupted you by trying to be clip, but go ahead. Your your mental faculties. No, I have I have cerebral palsy and I use I use crutches to walk. And I I've used crutches to walk since I was uh three. Since you were three? Wow. Three or three or four, something like that. I had a I had a, a walker in kindergarten and then from first grade from first grade forward I used I used uh forearm crutches. Yeah. So, okay, so you, you think it was a result, and um, can you say more about that when you, when you say you believe that it was a result of you having a disability? I think, well, it's, well, not solely that, but it's also the nature of, like, the, I'm, I'm, I want to say severity of my disability, because my disability is not that severe. My, my CP only affects my legs. So I would say growing up, I always felt like, and I went, I went to an integrated school, right? The elementary school, one of Brioni's I went to in Palo Alto was the only school of its kind where there was a full on physical therapy gym and like a repair shop for electric wheelchairs. But they were, there was sort of this, again, I came in and the year I, I entered elementary school was sort of right when they were piloting this, this wow. integrated program. Because up until then, there had never been an instance where disabled kids were integrated in a mainstream environment at all. You know, you were either wow. you were either institutionalized because it's the seventies, right? Oh, yeah, no explanation needed there. Right, or you know, you're or you're relegated to some other part or some different school if it's not an, if it's not a insane asylum, right? So when I when I was born and when I start going to that school in you know eighty. 80, let's say 84, right? That was sort of, 
the only school of its kind. Anyway, my point is it was the it was the first integrated school of its kind. So I've always felt that, you know, given my the mildness of my disability, you know, it doesn't affect CP doesn't affect the your mental capability normally either. It's just that it 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 makes the muscles in your body tight. So there's nothing you're not neurologically deficient. It's just you can't speak because your tongue muscles and your your face muscles are tight. You know, it's not because you're not understanding what's going on, right? So that's why lots of people with CP are much more spastic and unable to speak, but they're not it's not that they don't understand. It's just the musculature of their body isn't letting them vocalize discern- discernibly, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I was sort of I always felt like I was in a middle space of not disabled enough to be really disabled but because of the crutches and because of my outward appearance looking different I'm not normal enough to be normal. Okay. The reg- one of the regular kids, right? So yeah. so that's why I always felt I was I was in between. Right. So that yeah. that, that sort of predisposed me to uh, think of myself as outside looking in both places. Right, right, right. That's true on on both sides of that equation. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so and I, and I should say, I, I think, you know, I, I, there's a longer conversation here to be had. But it's it is also interesting to me at the same time that you have that awareness, and there could be other reasons too. But I, I would agree with you that I think probably the outward appearance of your disability, at least on initial passing for many people, it is they're not quite sure what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And 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 some people I would say are just out and out afraid of it or, or you know what I mean like there's that natural like what is this and can I get it you know what I mean or 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 maybe it's not that maybe it's so much like oh how how does he lose and and will I how can I will I break him somehow or will I know how to interact with him yeah there's there, um, there's a, there is a definite um uh I would say yeah there's there's less contagion like people aren't worried about catching it there's more. Yeah. I'd, I'd say there's a perception of fragility that's always there. Yeah, yeah, which I, you know, I've tested to its limits. This guy, this guy holds up. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, there's, we'll there, about. there's a perception of that I'm either very frail or that I'm in some kind of pain. And I think that's, yeah, that's a care, that's a carryover of people's, um, I think stereotypes, stereotypically held views about polio, you know. Well, but I also do, I will say, I agree with you on that, but I do also think, there is not consciously but subconsciously like a fear a, a, a biological fear around some people that like there i don't know i don't know if it's a fear but there's just a general discomfort that i think people might have and um that i, I think i'm wondering if that's part of like the distancing that that people have kind of held you at arm's length you know what i mean maybe is I don't know. It, I'm just positing it. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to say, though, was just that in that context and, 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 and that you notice that, it's really funny to me as your brother to to also note that how much you don't notice that, you know, how much it's become a part of. I mean, I, you obviously notice it more because I started pointing it out, but there is there's a thing that happens when my brother and I go into spaces where people pretend not to notice okay there are two types of people there are the people who pretend not to really notice but are constantly eyeing you out of, out of the kind of corner of their eye like what's going on what's what's his condition how is he do i need to be doing something 
is it dangerous? Like, you know, is he going to, you know what I mean? There's a discomfort with like this thing. But also there's the other side of people, like you said, who are like, oh, here, let me get that. Oh, here, have the, have this. And just to see how you have kind of, you know, that I realize that's how you've lived your life. That's the way you've walked through the world. So it's, it's kind of lost its noticeability to you because that's the context within which you've lived your entire life. Yeah. But as someone who, especially as a black man walking in places, when usually in movies when a black person walks in and, and kind of there's a little bit of a quieting of things and people are noticing you, that's usually not a good thing. So you have to kind of be hyper aware of it. So I, w- context- I was just about to ask you, like I was going to say, I was going to ask you if the if the discomfort you imagine is it the same discomfort for you? racially like uh, i think i think there are elements of it where it's like especially as a black man who's who's lived in predominantly white spaces it is it is also something that i i grew aware of like i grew up with it you know went to private schools um you know i kind of i lived in a predominantly jewish community which you know was amazing and lovely but i didn't really have you know the the framework for understanding kind of what that interaction was until much later than i think you know most black people might have and so i mean i knew something was going on i could i could feel it and sense it and i i knew there was things there but i didn't really put words or conscious understanding to what that was until later and i think that probably you know my survival mechanism was to kind of fit in and and be in some ways, like unnoticed, you know what I mean, and the attention that, like, I know. Oh, to, getting, to 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 deliberately posture yourself so that you're unnoticed, because because you're black, so to de-emphasize yourself. I don't know yourself? if I consciously was like, I consciously was like, I'm black, so I gotta like fit in. Uh, I think it was just more like there seemed a an, a subconscious danger to being in a space where oh, people are. People are noticing me, and 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 it's not a good notice. It's a it's a hmm. you know when you when you're at that age when you recognize there's a maybe on some people's part a question and should I be afraid fear yeah um, you you subconsciously and and again I think you could maybe say akin to your experience that like those dreams you have when you're dreaming and suddenly everyone looks at you for some for yeah yeah it's like oh I'm being noticed and it's not like a oh hey cool who is this cool guy it's like. Who is this and should I be afraid? And so when I saw when we were when we would go places together, of course, I'm, I'm hyper aware of that because even if I couldn't have put words to it at the time, it was a, a, like a knowledge that, oh, I'm being noticed and not in a good way. And that could potentially put me in danger. You're thinking you know of, I mean? you're thinking of Vancouver or you're thinking of times at Oxy. I think at Oxy, I would say I didn't have the words for it. Like, but I was that was like right around the time you know, I was 20 something. I was entering into full manhood. Um, I had mostly been sheltered. I'd obviously experienced different forms of racism in my private school, but, you know, I wasn't, you know, some black, you know, black people are dealing with, you know, run-ins with police and, and, and being harassed by law enforcement and, and obviously being, um, you said, you, know, you said you grew up, you went to, you went to school in a, a Jewish community? I, I, I grew up in a Jewish community in, in, in Seattle's like a Jewish enclave. No, I, I grew up actually, it was a beautiful place to grow up, you know, where you, where you, every Saturday there are people walking this, they're not driving, they're walking, the families are walking around, uh, you know, saying shalom to each other. And there's a sense of community and you're like, this is amazing. Well, let me, I'm not part of it, I'm not part of it directly, but I'm up through osmosis. I'm picking up on some really good vibes here. Well, let me, cause let me ask you, cause that's, that's interesting. Cause I would think, I would think, cause haven't, wouldn't you say Jews have suffered the same sort of 
discrimination and have been subject to the same sort of uncomfortable gaze of people that, you know, we don't oh. want? Yeah, obviously it takes its own form and, it, and, it, and historically there, you know, there are, there are differences someone could parse out between. But yeah, uh, have, have Jews suffered persecution? Uh, yes. No, but uh, but I mean, did that did that broker friendships when you were growing up, like you being black and... and, and... Well, that's the thing that I actually grew up in a neighbor, that neighborhood. But one, I think my... my uh, well, here's how I'll put it. We grew up in the community, but maybe not directly part of the community right like as as i was saying Mm -hmm. like i could see these lovely families walking around and and wishing uh you know wishing each other well and and you could see that they knew each other and they were you know there seemed to be a level of community there but we weren't directly part of that community and furthermore the i went to school outside of the community so that i spent a large amount of my time making friends and and forming community as i understood as a kid outside of that community Mm -hmm. so I, we, I, I, I would say I, I... The only reason I ask is because I think I, I've had a similar experience and I've had made friendships with, with black people for the same reason. Cause, Interesting. Because I think, I think we're both... I don't know that we both recognize it at the time, but I, certainly when I, when I think on it objectively, like I think that because we're both of a, of a discriminated class, mm-hmm. right? There, there's an understanding there um, where I've... So I've had, uh, you know, I had very close friends, schoolmates growing up, and I, I, I'm thinking of one person in particular, but like, I generally had a a, a natural friendship with with black people just growing up, but I I wasn't again I wasn't consciously thinking of it at the time of like oh yeah we're both minorities we're both you know we we're both tend to be ignored or discriminated against like I don't think I was ever consciously thinking about it but that's certainly you know, uh, a correlative point, you know, that... Yeah, like a, a place of ready understanding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That even though even though the, the specifics of it might be different, there is a commonality that we both meet at and say, oh, yeah, I understand this experience. But that's what I think also makes our going places together uh, so interesting because I came to that experience with... Mm, there's something uncomfortable that everyone's looking at us and you came to the experience like, Hey man, what's going on? This is great. Let's do that. And you were kind of oblivious to it at first. And obviously both of those are different manifestations of a survival mechanism. You know, I, I think about the idea that if you had grown up your whole life, noticing that people are noticing you for being different. And obviously I, I subconsciously or even consciously there are ways in which you did notice that, but I think there were ways that you didn't notice that and that that provided you a really uh, good, um, mechanism for staying like positive, you know what I mean? Like, like j- just you know what I mean? Like in in ways that by my noticing it, I I developed some survival tactics that weren't that didn't always help me feel as optimistic as I think you were at that time. Yeah, you know I mean, it's it's interesting that, you, that. And here's what I would say: I would say where I get discriminated against is in is in not being included. Right versus uh, where you might get discriminated against, and you you tell me if I'm I'm right would be in, in um, like actively excluded or avoided. Yeah, well, that's that's one of it, and then so and I've, then also- I've I've always seen it as like I I'm ignored, whereas your you might be. Um, I I don't know avoided or or I, I want something that. 
I'm trying to say like actively like actively avoided. A, yeah actively avoided or like pushed away whereas I'm just sort of overlooked well and I think it's interesting now that I think about it I go back to uh, that that movie I shot with you in the Superman shirt which is that like uh, the thing that I also think is a is another way to look at that is it's a phenomenal film ahead of its time if I would say that the thing that might be that I think is also an interesting parallel to what we've been talking about is, like you said, people people fear you potentially for a seeming fragileness, whereas they whereas they might fear me for a potential like fear of strength. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? And all the and all the stereotypes that come along with with black young black men. Yeah. You know. And 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 we're sort of we're sort of the you know opposite ends of the spectrum for the um for, for people's um reaction so so the perceived people looking at me and assuming fragileness yeah. th- that moves them to sort of want to help me right and people people always coming up to me saying do you need help can i help no, you totally. right where for me mind-blowing because that is not an experience i'm used to yeah people go like oh here let me hold this open for you sir oh here let me and i was like what the like what is going on here yeah whereas for you it's like get away from me or you're dangerous or right Right. or i i i I have to protect me and you understand this guy's not dangerous i i have to protect i have to protect myself dangerous black man it's like no i wouldn't say i actively chose like i actively look for these kinds of attributes when i'm trying to make friends that's that's what i revel in is that that yes we have these 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 common the commonalities of perspective between us like right. and we're also i also consider us you know like you know because my i'm indian or half indian my father's indian right and you're black i i consider us like the children of civil rights right if i'm the if i'm the inheritor of gandhi's legacy by being indian right and you're the the inheritor of of mlk's legacy but being black right but that's that's so many others and so many others but yes yeah but like those are those that's something we have in common also but that's that's on for me that's on like a lower level of what where from where our friendship sits right but at the same time i do think that like like i can i consider i consider that surface level for lack of a better of those perspectives and also coming from different ends of the perspective uh for of the spectrum of the spectrum thank you uh, of like why we've been received in the ways we have is that it does allow us to see each other in ways that we can't see ourselves and to comment on that and to notice that and to experience that so for example the idea that we would show up at, at was it six flags that we went to or disneyland disneyland and that in the context, and this is just, this is like just a, a, an extreme example of this, but it happens in all sorts of places. The, the ways in which the seas part to accommodate you is, on the one hand, you know, I, it's amazing, it's lovely, it's amazing, and, and it's something I have not experienced. Right, and so, and, and and it's something that you're kind of like, oh yeah, this is how it goes. Well, uh, and they're obviously, you know, I'm not. That's why you should. Be, that's why you should be my friend, so you can get in on these perks. Well, more more than that, it's the everyday examples of like showing up at a restaurant and having someone rush to open the door for you. 
and like, oh, hey, the, like the last time you were up here, we were outside of that bakery. We we're just about to have breakfast at another place. There's a, we're, oh, we'll wait, and we were waiting, and there's like, oh, there's a bakery across the street. Let's go. And the bakery itself was a little full, and there were no chairs. And when you and I were just outside having a good time, and then someone started knocking vigorously on the window from the inside of the bakery, and it was like a little bit like jarring because we were just trying to have this quiet nice morning and the person was like making a point to like really bang and it was like what the and so my initial reaction was like what like fight or flight like what's going on like am i you know i'm not even saying it was this conscious it was just a natural like what kind of danger am i having to direct myself toward or what kind of violation have i like what's happening and and it was this older couple and the inside and they were they mouthed out to us like we're about to leave and you know, come take our seats, which was, you know, incredibly generous and nice because there are other people in that place who probably deserve the seats before we did, right? Which bakery, they, which bakery was this? This is, this is one in Ballard, all right, across from the Fat Hen place we ate at. Um, but, but, see, again, you probably don't even remember this experience, do you? you no. remember it? No, I don't. Exactly. This, <laughs> is exactly, this, this, is, this is case in point. And so... This, this, and they, they, they wanted to, they made sure, and so they saw you, and they were like, oh, here's someone who, who could do with a bit of, like, looking after, you know what I mean? And it's something that you're so accustomed, you didn't even notice it, but for me, I was like, what the, what the, jarring, like, someone's knocking on this window, and, and, and my assumption immediately was like, what is the problem? Like, where is the problem here that I have to be alert about? And what it was, was someone going, hey, we're thinking of you. We want to make sure you're taken care of. We are going to save these seats for you. Come on in, right? And obviously, we didn't end up needing those seats, but it was like it was just like the difference in orientation that you and I walk around in the world with, and because of our individual experiences, and also like how when we're together that uh, hold on again. how when we're together that really. Um, is is highlighted you know the differences i think the lesson we can take from that is in the rock paper scissors of life disability beats race <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well i mean it's just it is an it is a different orientation we, let's just say to be diplomatic we all are experiencing our own set of difficulties and they they are all equally they're all difficult in their own way <laughs> and they agree all, we, we all have much to share with each other in order to help each other see different things. I I I def I definitely agree. Um, yeah, I don't know. I and I I, I want to. I wish I could like. I owe it to you to be more vigilant so that you feel more safe. But like maybe. <laughs> you're. <laughs> well, but here's what I was saying in learning about that. But maybe maybe you know, maybe the goodwill extended towards me. Like maybe that. say in that experience and that difference between us i also take from being your friend and your brother is that by necessity you have had to live more by trust and by faith like you have just extended to the world this like well i don't i mean if something did go down like i couldn't do anything so i might as well just lean into it and just if something goes wrong it does and it is what it is and time and time again life has affirmed Nothing went wrong. You're fine. Oh, here's a person helping you. You're good. Nothing went wrong. I'm not saying your life is roses, but I'm saying, like, there is a certain way with which you have leaned into the 
automatic assumption in the of the best in people that colors the way you live your life. You know what I mean? And how you move around in the world. Thank you. you. And, and maybe that's a little bit different now as you've gotten older, but it definitely was the case back then when we were first, when we first met. No, it still happens. I can, I can think of an incident just, uh, let's say a month, a month ago, literally the same thing happened. Um, I was with my friend, uh, Joe, and there's, there's a place in downtown um, uh, Palo Alto. It's like an a Indian fusion uh, Western food kind of restaurant. And the line's out the door, okay? And literally the exact same thing happened. We're, we're chit-chatting. We're outside. We're, there's easily 10 or 15 people before we even get to the door to go in, right? And winding out the door. Um, and we're standing there. And then, like, I think we got a little bit closer and, like, still hadn't crossed the threshold, but we're just standing there talking. Then somebody, one of the staff, like, all the staff are busy. You know, the waiters are bringing food to everybody's table. The tables are packed. Everyone's talking. One of the staff comes up and says, uh, sir, right this way. Like, you didn't, like, it, it, it's our policy for you not to wait. Like, we have a table. Like, wow, you, that's awesome. You, that, that is. You don't, you don't wait in this line. You go. You go right to the front. <laughs> that's amazing. That is that is a different world. See, like that's the thing. We can be brothers. We can be connected. We can live so much of our life together, and we can still live in such different worlds. And I, I even tried to say, like, no, no, it's okay. I'm fine. Like, we. Can, they're like they they. That's what makes them uncomfortable. They were like, no, please. Like they were insistent. Like they, me standing there would make them more uncomfortable. So it's like, and then I can look at that and like, that's a different world. But I can also see like, like, there, I can also, having been your brother for a time, I I can see the, the amazingness of that and see like, whoa, that's a different world. And I can also see the drawback of that when everyone assumes your fragility, right? Even when it's, it's, you know, like, and, and their time, and, and that's again, you take that. So you're like, oh, no, I'm fine. Like, you don't, you don't take it past that. It's like, it's not like, what, what do I look like to you? It's just like. No, no, thank you, I, but I really appreciate it. But I also see, like, the way people treat you as a result when it is assumed you are too fragile to take care of yourself. Yeah, to, st- has, to stand for long periods or to, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's both a wonderful, it's a, both a wonderful um, impulse and it's also one that can limit you as to what people think you're capable of. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like... It is a. It is like a, for every moment that I'm like, oh, this is this is really interesting. My brother has the world bended, bending over backwards to help him, and yet, oh, I see that the world bending over backwards is because of the way they see him as being somehow incapable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I was no, I was going to say the the uh, the 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 other way I bend it is is just what you counseled me in that because I'm so used to that, you know, you've counseled me. And I'm I'm less attentive to. You know what's what's the mood in the room, you know, and I sort of as a result I tend to want to bend everything to my own perception and my own happy disposition. When it might be more prudent to be more attentive, to first, you know, b- before I go into the room, check what the mood is, check what the scene is, right? Well, that's funny because I would say, and for the ways I've counseled you in that, you have counseled me to not bend so much right to to not disappear entirely in a space but to 
to find my own space within that room and and make peace with being comfortable yeah. as who I am in that claim space. It. Yeah. Claim, to claim it. And I and I would claim say your that's space. something I agreed and, and I would say as a as a man of forty now, that's something I'm finally understanding the wisdom of and um and and was always sort of impressed by you, you know. I think probably again, you know, I saw the ways in which that kind of loud, I'll, I'll call it a loud and a, a boisterous disposition. I'm, I'm loud, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm loud, I know I'm loud. I, I saw the ways in which that was, that sometimes inhibited you from from making the genuine connection with people because it was less about you trying to like, where are they at and what mood do they have and how do I connect with that? It wasn't, that wasn't the approach. It was, hey, I'm me, here I am, I'm enjoying life, come enjoy it with me. And not everyone could get on board with that, right? Yeah. So whereas people were like, oh, I really like James, you know, it was because, you know, I was there going, oh, who, what kind of person is this? Who, what are they What are they like? This is really like, oh, I like that. Okay, that's a connection point for me. Okay, I can connect with this. Okay. Like it was It was a lot of like, you know, this, that, and the other thing. So you, you, like, you've got a lot more analysis then on the front end with your interactions with people then? So I would say probably I'm, I'm much more hyper aware of where their energy is and what they're giving out so that I can, I can get, if there's someone who really would not do well with me being like, Hey, how you doing? And they're like, Whoa, dude, slow your roll. Like I'm attentive to that. I'm like, Oh, this isn't a person. But if they are someone whose energy is like, Hey man, how you doing? Let's go. Then I can meet that and go, Hey, like, how are you? So yeah, I'm hyper aware of I'm, who am I talking to? I'm better at that right? now. I, I sort of, Oh, for sure. But I, I, but I'm saying like, that 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 for me is my approach. Yeah, the default but, the default stance. But but as a result of that, there have been times I can say where I'm so hyper focused on that that I forget to say, hey, you know what? You can insert your you you don't have to let who they their their energy level always dictate the space that's created between you. Right. You can also insert. You can also be honest about, hey, this is where I'm at. And can we meet in the middle? Right. 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 So, and, and then on the other side, you've kind of been like, this is me. This is who I am. Thank you very much. And, and it's like, I've been like, hey, like, we love that. We love that. Alex. Don't not be you, but like, also be aware that <laughs> other people are in the room that, that are not, not you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is you. And this other person, this is not you. <laughs> this not you is called other people. <laughs> um, so. Uh, I don't know. I but, just think but, I, but but see, people would inter- I think people would interpret that as ego. Like that's how people yeah. like to describe egotistical people. But, do you, but like, do you think that's I'm like, do you think I'm ego egotistical in that way? Because I, I absolutely would say I, I would say unequivocally no. That is not where. But I think it it gets interpreted that way because people who, like you said, who are egotistical, do have that same problem. I think I think because I, I would I would differ. I, I mean. When I think of the word egotistical, I think of, yes, everything should be, they think everything is serving them, but they're actively thinking that. Yeah. Right? They're right. actively thinking behind whatever they're doing. This needs to serve me. How come this isn't right. serving me? Right? They're consciously, deliberately saying, like, I need to be attended to. Whereas, whereas I'm not doing that. I'm just sort of relaxed into, oh, yeah, this is, this is what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not actively, I'm not tuning my will to how come you're not attending to me? You know what I'm saying? I understand, uh, which is what we've been talking about. It's, it's, 
it's clearly an extension or a result of one the way in which people naturally bend to you in order to to like m- you know like make sure you're safe and like they're not gonna you know what I mean yeah. and also the personality you've chosen to fill that with because the world has taught you that it's you you're gonna just lean into something and people have been there to catch you you know what I mean and like and that kind of trust reassurance is like a safety net for like oh I can walk in here and I'm gonna just be me you know what I mean and so it's not it's not out of like it's not that you would you would have the world bend to you and so this needs to be about you it's that the world in a in a way right because we're talking about the way in which it doesn't the world has oriented itself to like being hyper attentive to you and you filled that space with hey i can be myself here great you know and so it's it's less but because the rest of society is like more i think probably more like me like okay who's here okay now how do i connect with them? and they're so overthinking like getting into a space with people and connecting right mm-hmm. whereas you are just like i'm just gonna be me and hopefully the world will catch me right and so just 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 because i don't want to lose it i think um before i forget i think you could command a space similarly by saying nothing like mm-hmm. you would you would you would like remember the time when when jeff was rehearsing and he just decided to rehearse conduct rehearsal silently mm-hmm. and not say anything and like how much more attentive we were because he wasn't speaking and how much better we were started singing because we were focused on a, what is he doing? And then interpreting, what does he mean? What song is he pointing to? Like the level of singing that we, that came of that, like we were that much more in tune. It was that much more like, Oh yeah, this is kicking ass. Like I wish he would have just made that like a weekly thing, like once a week. Yeah, that'd been great. On a Friday, something that just as an exercise, like that, that would have worked too. Tuesday silent day, right from yeah, the from, from the moment you walk in, you have to just wordlessly communicate. Yeah. Oh, dude, that would have been that would have been. I think that would have brought the group together, but that's besides the point. But I'm saying you could do that too. Like if you were in a room, uh, and I have another Glee Club experience from high school. Even that that's how our our conductor was in. Uh, in high school, she was a, ja- a Japanese woman. Okay, uh, Fu- Fujikawa, Mrs. Fu- Mrs. Fujikawa. Mm-hmm, you spoken of her. Yeah, but there was there was one performance where there was a lot of like fidgeting and like fussing and coughing, okay, and like you know burping and whatever, and like the audience wasn't. Qu- it was quiet, but it was still those you know those isolated noises. She turned around, faced the audience, and waited, like. She she was willing to stand there as long as it took until she had a minimum 10 seconds of undisturbed silence. And then, only then, did she, tu- <laughs> did she turn around and start the performance. That, that level of palpable silence where it was like the audience suddenly realized like, okay, shit, I better get my shit together. Otherwise, this performance is not like she was like, you could feel like the gravity take over. And it's like, no, I'm in charge. I'm going to wait till it is absolutely pin drop silent. And only then will I let my choir sing for you. So, That's awesome. So I think you could command a room a similar way. Like, it, you know, if you, if you chose not to speak until like all eyes were on you. And then un, when, until you have like absolutely everyone's full attention, like then if you wanted to, 
you could really like command shit to get done. Like, like that, that's like, especially if you're being, if, if you were being discriminated against, right. Or, or if someone was trying to, you know, make some disparaging remarks or whatever, like you could, you could, you could command through, through silence. Fair enough. If, if, if I, if I have that ability, it's, it's because of my dad's ability to do that. Yeah, I could, I can, I'm, I'm thinking of the time that your dad made the dog back up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's really, it's really interesting having this conversation. And, and, and I know we've talked around this stuff a lot, but like, again, like finding that in this conversation, we recognize the ways in which our similarities bring us together, but also our differences enhance our understanding. Yeah. Right? So... Yeah. I'm 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 still waiting to see like what 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 this what success arrives by taking a page out of your book. I'm still because uh, <laughs> so far it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah, no, I well because I, 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 I still I still struggle with that. You know, I still I still struggle with uh, misunderstandings and and miscommunications with people. Yeah. That I think you have even even for all the for all the. Um, let's just call it the troublesome ways in which in which race has has been difficult for you like you're you're more you communicate easier with people and you're you're better able to whatever fears people have from your outward appearance like you're you're better better able to allay those fears and where and they they'll have a dialogue with you and they'll speak with you whereas with me even though uh People might see me as fragile and be more inclined to help. I'm less able to broker broker those kinds of communications. Yeah, which is which again. This is one of those things where knowing you as your brother is so funny to me. You know, so if if, like, uh, uh, forgive me. I think I always think of it in terms of like parties, right? If you said, "Hey, I'm throwing a party," and like, "Why don't everybody come?" People would come. If I say, "Hey, I'm throwing a party. Why don't everybody come?" People are like, "Oh, no, I don't think I can make it." Interesting. Yeah. Oh, we. Sh- I would like to talk about that as well. But. Or I'll I'll try uh, I'll try to make it, but no promises. Yeah. Well, the other piece of that, though, I think is we can talk about that specifically because, you know, I think that that may have to do with the ways in which my method makes me more attentive to other people. Right. So that when I say, hey, I'd love to see you, they're like, well, I feel that connection. Let's go. Whereas because your method is so, wow, Alex really had a lot to say and he's really boisterous, but I don't know that I really got to say much. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's the less of less inclined to, to feel that connection, even though the, the reasoning behind that is, you know, if they actually knew, it would be totally different yeah. than what they knew it to be. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say is, that, you were saying, oh, and that and, and that that's I would say that's the last veil I I still have to pierce. Mm. You know, if 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 there's one if there if there's one obstacle I have to overcome, it's it's that. It's it's getting more facility with you know, knowing myself enough to be like and it's not out of insecurity, but knowing myself enough to be strong enough to be like I can dial myself back and I'm not going to be diminished. Right. So I can, I can, I can afford to listen to someone else knowing I'm not going to be diminished or, you know. Okay. So maybe now you listen to me instead of interrupting and I can finish my sentence. Okay. Sorry. 
I was just kidding. I mean, I'm only partially kidding. I'm a real talk. Uh, I do want to hear that. But the one thing I wanted to say is that you, the the thing that is so ironic about that in that in people not giving you the benefit of the doubt you feel they give me is that um, I see now we've gotten past the conversation where I've forgotten exactly what comment this applied to. But sorry, sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. That's why I wanted to like cram it in before well, I could still remember. But my point being that like. It's so funny that people don't extend to you like the assumption of well, well being well-meaning um, because if they know you and they know the joy and the like exuberance from which your boisterousness arises, then they would, I believe, be a little bit more inclined to give you that benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the same way, like – like and this is a whole other conversation. Actually, I think you should do this as a podcast. Is like go over your doctor's notes, like like talk about them and like read the comments and then like talk about that experience because that's the one thing that I think people who know you have noticed about you, right? And people who have gotten to know you beyond their concerns about your disability or their perceptions of you as a loud person or whatever the limitation might be from getting to know you. Um, uh, again, your smell, um, that is that, um, is that like, really, it comes through on the video. That's amazing. <laughs> oh man, I can barely, uh, the, the thing that it, the why is the lens fogging up? <laughs> why is my phone not working? Um, it's, it's that like the thing that people, the, the, the thing that people connect with immediately when they dig deep enough is, the the exuberance that you have, um, or at least I, I will say that you have in there, it's 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 become a little bit more like um, harder to. What do I want to say? It's become a little more not jaded, but it's been become a little bit more cautious in 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 late in these of late. But um, I would say that the thing that people would get to know about you is that your exuberance comes from a, a deep interest to want to connect with people and to have and to be known and to be seen in ways I think like you said you have been you feel you've been denied mm-hmm. you know but also like a genuine love of being around people and being part of that experience yeah and like and, 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 a, and a genuine joy in, uh, uh, in people you know what I mean and an optimism about people that I feel like you know that I, I think is so ironic. Then that the the hardship of your life is to make the, that that very connection. Um, that you that you would that you your spirit would so flourish in, and when you had that has flourished in. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, to to your credit, James, as my as my friend and my brother, I think you're you're the only person that has, when encountering that, has you know embraced it full on. You know, and didn't didn't. I think of all of all my friends, you're the only one that that jumped headlong into it with me, and said like, "Okay, I'm I'm willing to fully absorb what what Alex is putting out and match it, right?" Whereas I I think ever, you know, even though they're my friends, I think among my other friends, there's still there's a level of like, okay, like yes, we're friends and we're we're always will be friends, but there, there's still a level of 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 distance. You know, in in the in, in the final in the final ten percent, you know they can't they can't go all that way in order to see the same visions we see and have the same they they understand but like 
it's it's not it's not on the visceral like visceral level that you and I have, you know. With well, our... and it, again, it goes it goes all the way back to that first day that I remember finally seeing you for who you were and going, "Who's this guy? Huh? There's something special here." And uh, and if if that is that is the marker by which we have closed the distance between each other, it 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 was there from the beginning, my brother. I'm I'm so glad. Likewise, likewise, on this uh, on this almost to the day, if not the day of our of our. Well, let's just call, let's just call it the day. I mean, yeah, uh, twenty years, twenty years friendship. You know, it's gotten to the point where it's it's not friendship. It's 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 brotherhood. We were brothers. We're talking and we're happy and we're brothers. We're brothers. It it is yeah. We even have our own theme song, but it it is it is true that I don't consider you only my friend. I consider you my brother. And me, me likewise. I I, consi- yeah, I, I consider you my brother, truly, yeah, from truly my brother. Likewise, truly, truly, like family, like genuinely. Yeah, more, yeah. more, more than family. I mean, that yeah. that that's what's so funny. All all the all the categories we could, you know, arrange our friendship around. You know, you're black. I'm disabled. You're, you, you yeah. know, I'm Indian. You, you, you know, like whatever. Like all of that is like less than. Totally. That you know, it's it's a. Those are distillations of 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 the realm in which we occupy. Yes, here, 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 here. Well, brother, on our on this episode, I want to say that uh, here's to twenty years. Here's to twenty years. Thank you so much, James. I love you. Yeah, congratulations, brother. Happy, happy twenty years to you. Here's here's to twenty more. It's we're we're right in there. We're right in there. We're right in there. I'll talk to you soon, brother. Talk to you soon.